Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Yeah, Sharon, we're on the air. Let it snow, let it snow, <laughs> and let it snow. that's what it's doing. <laughs> Actually, so, it's kind of blustery when you're meeting in traffic and following a big truck. Oh, I love my big truck. I can pass everybody on. No, I'm talking the big truckers. (laughs) If I only had wheelers. Yeah. Yeah, so welcome everybody. Uh, I don't see a lot of traffic out there, so I think a lot of you either walking or being smart or taking the reindeer. I've understood there's a few out for rent right now. <laughs> Santa's wanting the more. It's the only up. way to travel this That's time right. of year. That's right. It is. And we have a big back again because I didn't feel that we had enough time last time. And uh, we got Paul Zorzi, got Mary Jackson, and I'm going to let Paul just take it away. Uh, Paul to do what he does best, which is educating us about brain injury. So you're the you're the one who has to fix us. My brain hurts. <laughs> Thank you for inviting us on the show. Good morning to all your listeners. Um, or good afternoon, I guess now. Yeah, well, listeners. it's dark. <laughs> I do see some brave walkers out there. And, and uh, this is a great time to be at home and listening to a radio show. It is. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Paul. I'm a case manager at the Prince George Brain Injured Group, and we have with us here today Mary. Uh, and we're grateful to have the chance to get to know Mary because Mary is someone who's willing to share her story with us, and we'll um, we'll include Mary's story as we talk today, and we learn and talk a little bit about brain injury in general. And Mary's probably got a few insights that she can share with us about her unique experience with brain injury because everybody's experience is totally unique one of the things we talked about the last time we met uh, was that we meet with and we support people who have experienced a specific kind of brain injury Mm -hmm. what's defined as a traumatic or acquired brain injury and so there are people out there who are born with certain genetic disposition um Uh, who may be described as a person with a brain injury. But the people that we support are people who, as adults, have experienced some kind of event, a single event that led to a change in their brain function. And those are the people that we're interested to meet with and to support. Uh, So we'll we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some of those differences. We touched on them the last time we talked. There are people who arrive at brain injury possibly because of a motor vehicle crash or a fall. Uh, There are health conditions that can lead to a brain injury. Here I'm thinking of things like stroke or infection. Yeah. And any kind of situation where there's anoxia, a lack of oxygen to our cells. This is very harmful. So if our brain cells don't get enough oxygen, we can get a brain injury from that too. So does that mean, Paul, that the folks that are ODing and are being brought back to life, well, could suffer a brain injury? Thank you. Uh, This is an important, uh, another, an an important and another route to brain injury that we should talk about. Yeah. Uh, So there are substances out there, the use of which lead directly to brain injury. Yes. Uh, I'm thinking of a couple of substances that kill brain cells. Um, and with sustained use or overuse, uh, there, there, there can be 
uh, signs and symptoms of brain injury present. And, yeah. and then this one ties into anoxia yes, very closely. What, yeah, that's what made me think of it, because they're out for a while. If you live in Prince George and if you spend some time downtown, yeah. uh, you might have had the experience of seeing someone and you're not sure if that someone is conscious or not. Uh, if that person has lost consciousness, it's possible that that person is not breathing. Yeah. So some drugs out there uh, slow the respiratory system and they slow all the automatic functions in our body that sustain our life. Yeah. And so once some of those systems slow down a little bit, you, you can have an anoxic situation where brain cells can die. And when you say that, I was thinking about um, uh, the cord around the baby when it's still in its mother's mm. womb. And, and then the APGAR score is low because it's been born with the cord around. And then they have some kind of a brain injury. Would that count as a brain? This is a tricky one because that is anoxia. Yes. And it is leading to a brain injury. Yeah. However, it's happening at birth or in the womb. Yeah. And because that is the case, it's hard to tell down the road, say 20 years later, it's hard to tell if that birth event or if all the social, economic, and development factors, everything else that has happened in that person's life from the day they were born has probably also been a a factor in who they are today. Mm -hmm. In general, uh, the brain injured group is interested to meet those people whose traumatic event happened when they were an adult. Yes, and that's what I understood, but I just know that people are thinking, oh, are, is it this, is it this, is it this? And so they need to, uh, uh, well, they can phone the brain injured group and ask those questions. Absolutely, yeah. they can. Yeah. And uh, in many of those situations, the that family would have been referred to services and to medical professionals right away, right at birth. That's right. Yeah. We would certainly hope that is the case. Yeah, we hope so. Yes. Um, and so there, from there, rather, we move on and we remind everybody, brain injury is completely invisible. Mm-hmm. You simply cannot see it unless somebody discloses it to you. You don't know what that person may be experiencing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our jumping off point to get to know people and try to understand from people what they are experiencing. Only the survivor can tell us about their unique experience. Mm-hmm. So as that survivor starts to learn a bit about their injury, we start to hear about what's challenging in their life. And that's where we try to do some work and see what we can do to help. Mm -hmm. So as we keep talking, we'll get into some signs and some symptoms of brain injury. Uh, And I'll rely on Mary's help for some of those because Mm -hmm. I know that there's a couple on that list that she and I have talked about. Mm -hmm. Wonder if my shuffling cheat sheets can be heard over the radio. <laughs> well, I'll whistle. <laughs> Thank you. Strategic whistle here. Yeah. Um, so brain injury can be so scary and so confusing. When you're used to relying completely on your brain and, and allowing a lot of the brain's work to happen sort of automatically, yeah, it's unlikely you've spent time sort of thinking about your brain and its function. Yeah. Following an injury, if your brain is working a little too much or not enough, that's where that confusion and that fear 
can arise. Uh, parts of a personality. Um, maybe there's something about me that is obvious to everybody in this room. That's something about me. That might be exaggerated or shrunk if I were to experience a brain injury. And that would be very oh. frightening for me, and it would be a little disorienting for mm-hmm. the people in my life. My partner, mm-hmm. uh, my parents, my employer. Mm-hmm. And so we start to see here where some of these things show up. They can show up in my family, in my social circle, in my work life, and these yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, Paul, today Paul seems short-tempered. He was never get like ready. that before. Get ready, it's coming. Okay. <laughs> I'm reading your mind. <laughs> let's, let's talk about temper for just a moment. Yeah. Just a moment, because this is a great example. If I get scared or frustrated on the air, yeah. uh, that could be upsetting for me and i'm gonna have to manage that i'm gonna have to find a way to cope that's right so i have some tools for coping and maybe i'm using some of them right now maybe i tried a few before we went on the air yeah but that's because i'm thinking ahead and i'm planning Uh uh-huh and if i've been injured and all i'm feeling is that fear oh yeah or that confusion i might not have taken the steps to make a plan yeah yeah and that's where kind of that's that's the direction that some of our workshops go in. We, we're working towards a plan. Um, just like any survivor of brain injury, everybody listening out there today and everybody talking on the radio today, our brain function is different from moment to moment, <laughs> from day to day. Mm-hmm. If you'd woken me up at two o'clock in the morning and popped me onto live radio, yeah, it wouldn't sound like this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this is true of absolutely everybody. Yeah. So that, again, when when something is inconsistent or unreliable, there can be some fear and some confusion. If I'm not able to do the things in this moment that I want and need to do, I'm very likely to get upset or afraid. Yes. I might even tell myself a few things. Mary, I wonder if you ever have... I might tell myself I can't do this. Yes. This is beyond my abilities. Yeah. Because I just, I don't feel like I can manage it right now, and so I conclude I can't do this. Yeah. But we'll just back up. A moment ago, we said that brain function is different moment to moment, day to day. I might not be telling myself the truth. Maybe I can do this. Yeah. And maybe right now isn't the right time. Yes. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Mary and parts of her story that she has shared with me. Mm-hmm. And while I happen to believe that Mary's recovery has progressed a long way, I don't know. I actually don't know. Were there times? Are there still times you have told yourself there are things I should be doing? Or, geez, I'm not sure if I can do this. Do you deal with that? And, and pull yeah. the mic right up to you there, Mary. I'm, I don't have a tendency to say I can't do something. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me in the slightest. So, so I'll try. I think one of the things that I do that I, is I book too many things in in a day. And I think that I'm trying to live the way I was before the brain injury. Yeah. 
and then I overbook myself, and then that can lead to problems, to symptoms of the brain injury. So I was in a group this morning, and I was talking about, uh, it was a group on Zoom, and it's, uh, it's called Toolbox, and it's about how to live with a brain injury. And, and uh, I was recognizing in that group how I have too many things booked today. So as soon as Talk I got... Talk in the mic. I'm so sorry. As soon as I got out of the group, the group finished, I unbooked myself of several things today that I had scheduled. <laughs> Is that an example you're thinking of? I think it's a of? great example. <laughs> well, I, and I can give an example when I asked Mary to come on a board of directors with me. And Mary said, Sharon, I have a brain injury. I don't remember things, and I need a little bit of time um, if you're going to change things. And these are things that Mary and I would never have discussed before her brain injury. It would have been just the zappity zip, zip, zip. And so... The um, zappity zip, zip, zip. I think what that is is... Uh, the brain on autopilot. Yep. Going ahead and doing what it does. Zappity, zip, yep. zip, zip. Yep. Right? Yeah. And so I really respected Mary for sharing that with me so that I wouldn't be putting too much pressure on her to be the old Mary. And I congratulate Mary because there's a couple of things this shows. Uh, and we can all use this. Everybody can use this. You need to recognize what your schedule looks like. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? Is it uh, busy enough? Is it not busy enough? Is it too much? Mm-hmm. And these are good questions for anybody to ask themselves. Yes. We don't need a brain injury to look at our schedule yeah. and say, is this the right amount of stuff? Can I do all this? Do-? Sorry. I, I said, can I? Mm-hmm. If you know, if Mary, when she looks at her schedule and thinks maybe it's a little too booked right now, maybe things are a little intense right now, this might not be the right time. Yeah. Because I can't b- believe for a second that Mary cannot be on a board. Yeah. But I know that we we would all be careful about how sitting on a board would fit in with the rest of our busy schedule. Yeah. Sometimes something has to give. And if you want to add something to your schedule, and if it's really important to you, there might be something else that has to budge a little bit. So what, what Mary is doing there, what, what we want to celebrate, is she's recognizing something that might not work the way she wants it to. Yeah. And then she's making the adjustments so that it will work for her. Yeah. And that's an ongoing process. That's something that we can all just do on an everyday basis. How does this look? How does this fit? Does it still fit? Yeah. And taking yourself for granted, you know, like we can do it. Why can't we still do it? And and uh, uh, aging is part of that as well. <laughs> but I think the most important part is Mary's honesty in, in letting a person know. And so we're on the same page. And it's not like, what the hell is the matter with Mary? <laughs> She's already told me what's the matter with Mary. Wasn't there a movie called that? <laughs> There's something about Mary. Yes, there is. <laughs> and so. There's some it, images in that movie that would not fit on your radio show. <laughs> That's right. But I thought, uh, too, that, um, honesty and that, because I was going to say earlier that shame, is something that comes along with a brain injury, I think, that you can feel ashamed that you're not 
the person you used to be. You said it just a moment ago. Uh, you said uh, something like, that there might be a senior out there who's wondering, geez, why can't I manage yeah. all these pieces of my schedule? I used to be able to do all this. Yeah. When that person used to be able to do all that, their brain was largely on autopilot. Yep. And there were things happening without their conscious, deliberate attention. That's right. And some of those things were going well enough that the person came to believe they could do it all. Yep. Day in and day out. And that's what they kept on doing. And then either because of age or because of an injury, at some point, we have to bring some conscious, deliberate attention to this. There's someone on the radio with its here today who forgot their grocery list <laughs> yeah, and yeah. is a little concerned about getting the, the shopping right when she gets to the grocery store. Yeah. And maybe, you know, the tools we use can help us to do more of the things that we're used to doing. We just have to recognize where our challenges are and put the right tools into place. Yeah. And I think uh, making lists is something that um, is important for me now, even if I don't read them. I see the toolbox right in front of you. <laughs> yes. And Mary has her toolbox in front of her. Yes. And I have mine in front of me. Yes. Yes. And so this, these are our strategies. Yeah. And everybody's got different tools, and there's probably people out there using tools without being conscious of how heavily they rely on them. Yeah. Sometimes after an injury, you have to get conscious and deliberate about these things, or it, it can be helpful to do so. And so, do you find out that you have a brain injury from your relatives saying there's something different about you, or does it come from um, x-rays, or how do you discover that you have a brain injury? I'll start with the x-ray part uh, because we have a unique perspective on that at the brain injury group. Many of our members have medical professionals in their lives who are unable to confirm a brain injury. Yeah. Because they can't take a picture of it. They can't point yeah. at it. But if the person is able to describe a history to us that includes an event likely to lead to brain injury and we have a conversation that confirms some physical, cognitive, and emotional signs and symptoms consistent with brain injury, we have a hunch that we know what is going on. And we've got some people in our organization with a long history of meeting with and screening people for brain injury. Mm -hmm. um, so the medical profession may be able to help, may be able to tell you. Mm -hmm. They may not be able to tell you. The other part of your question was, what if it's somebody in your life? That's another way. Um, yeah. So, for example, we meet people whose parents have identified something or whose partner maybe yes. prompts and encourages someone to come through our door. Yes. Mary, I don't actually know how you first stepped through our door or how you were first referred to us. You may have known another one of our members. No, actually, I, I knew about the brain injury group beforehand. Okay. Before I actually had worked, gone in and, and facilitated workshops there, which was my job, right, in the community. And so I knew about BIG way before I actually had a brain injury. Yeah. But I resisted going there. Yeah. I didn't think I needed BIG. Of course not. <laughs> I thought I could cure myself. Um, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> it's true. It takes a lot of bravery to go through the door mm-hmm. uh, or pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of bravery to say what Mary just said. Yes. And it reflects the work that she has done and is doing. Yeah. In our opinion. Yeah. So when somebody finally does make it through the door, yeah, wherever they are in their journey, we want to find out whatever we can about their signs and symptoms because it's it's different for everybody. We've gone past our break, <laughs> so we better take it now. <laughs> yeah, well, we're all into it. We'll take a short break, <laughs> the senior moments, and we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> School District 57 has issued notice of election by voting for the Prince George Trustee Electoral Area. Due to COVID-19 restrictions and uncertainty, mail ballot voting is open to all qualified electorals. The request for a mail ballot package can be made at the School District 57 office by phone, fax, email, or in person before 4 p.m. Friday. A list of information needed when making your request can be found on the School District website, sd57.bc.ca, along with full details of the by-election process and rules. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is accepting applications for its winter edition of the Equipment Grant Program. All First Nations, Métis Chartered Communities and Friendship Centres are eligible to apply, as are some community not-for-profit organizations delivering Indigenous Sport, Recreation or Physical Activity programs. Applications and full details are available through ispark.ca. That's the Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council's Winter Equipment Grant Program. Application deadline is January 31st. Forecast from Environment Canada for today's snow. Wind from the south at 20K, gusting to 40. A high of minus 9 with a wind chill to minus 20. Tonight's snow, wind up to 15. A low of minus 12 with a wind chill to minus 18. On Wednesday, periods of snow. Wind from the northwest at 20, gusting to 40. The temperature steady near minus 12 with a wind chill to minus 20. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Manor. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS FM. Okay, Sharon, we're back on again. Okay, let's carry on. Where we were, Paul, I don't remember. <laughs> I got a brain injury. <laughs> I was, I was imagining. I was just pretending that we just met with someone. We can pretend that we've yes. just met Mary. Okay. Uh, and let's say Mary has uh, shared some of her story with us, as she did le- the last time we were on the air. And then, and then we start asking Mary some questions to try to understand what her signs and symptoms are it's not going to help mary if we start talking about signs and symptoms that other people have but we're pretty sure that the signs and symptoms that mary can tell us about will be on the same list that we've got Mm -hmm. and so we start looking into it we'll start with some physical signs and symptoms one of the one of the big ones that we hear from many of our members about is sensitivities sensitivities such as those to light and to sound Ah. Do you, Mary, do you, are you ever bothered by lights indoors or bright sunlight? No, uh, we were talking about this this morning, actually, on the Zoom. Um, light doesn't bother me, 
but because uh, a lot of people have trouble with going into food stores, for example. But um, and this uh, white snow all over can be a, a trigger for some people. And but it doesn't bother me. I do have trouble with sound, though. I if I'm somewhere where two people are talking at once or going to parties where there are a no, number of conversations that really um, is upsetting for me because I get a bit um, confused or a symptom called flooding mm-hmm. where I just feel really overwhelmed because mm-hmm. I can't follow all of the conversations the way maybe I thought I used to be able to. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't. So Big has helped me deal with that, but that's that's a real a tricky one. You know. Look at me. All right. I'm That's a sorry. great example, Mary. <laughs> yeah. And do you, so have you lost memory along with that then? Yeah, I've, I've had, I have memory loss for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So all that, all the sensory information we're taking in right now, everything we can hear, everything we can see and touch, taste and smell, all that has got to be organized by our brain in real time, all at once, which is like a workout for your brain. Yeah, And the grocery store is kind of like a gym in terms of a workout. Mm-hmm. Lots of bright lights. Yeah. Hundreds of conversations. Yeah. There's movement everywhere. Yeah. And many people we know will tell us how uncomfortable they are in the grocery store. Mary, Mary used the words upsetting, yep. confused, and overwhelmed. Yeah. There's so much information, so much sensory information coming in all at the same time. And the person is trying to make sense of all that. If that person is not well rested or sort of relatively calm, that could be too much. It could be overwhelming. You've got the music going on in the background as well, which I find very annoying. And you're trying to hear what the clerk is saying and keep an eye on things. And there's all that other stuff I don't know. The clerk needs to have a megaphone. It's a stressful kind of environment. You're you're sorting out all this input. Yeah. And you're trying to keep your grocery list straight at the yeah. same time. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's a workout for your brain. Workouts are tiring. Yes. And that's that sort of overwhelmed feeling that it leaves a person with. Yeah. It's, it's tired. What many people will tell us uh, is that they arrive at a feeling where they are completely overwhelmed and it's referred to as flooding Mm -hmm. this is a a sign and a symptom because you can see when a person is flooded you can and the person can also feel for themselves when they are flooded i think the best way for us to talk about it it really somebody who experiences flooding is the best person to describe it but i understand it as a total overwhelmedness come totally overwhelmed it's not a matter of effort it's a matter of the brain shutting down Mm -hmm. and that person needs a break yeah so when we're at the grocery store and we're noticing maybe a little irritability or maybe noticing it's getting hard to remember what's on my list yeah that's that's an early warning sign yeah and it's telling us we could take a break now but if this is really important, we might try to keep pushing. If we keep pushing and if we keep pushing and if we push through through a threshold, there's going to be a cost. Yes. And uh, helping 
people recovering from brain injury to understand where their limits are can really help people to live uh, lives that make sense to them. And so do you pick a special day to go shopping? Like, do you, are you kind of making sure that you're in a, a proper feeling good? Well, I was, I was doing the things just not, I think partly because of COVID, I was doing the right thing. So I think that's why it doesn't bother me. So some of the things that big teaches people is, go early in the morning or in the evening when there aren't very as many people there yeah go with a shopping list you know we keep talking about shopping lists but and have your shopping list set up like i set mine up i do this anyway um so you set it up according to where you're going to go in the store yeah so your list it has if you're going to the dairy part, you have your your cheese and your milk and your butter yes. all on the list. Yes. So that you just have to go through the path in the store yeah. and get your things in that order. And I find I go 8, 7 or 8 in the morning, and then there aren't very many people there, and I can just whiz in and whiz out. And that's partly because of COVID. Yeah. Because my head injury happened at the beginning of COVID. So, so, um, those are the, but those are the tricks that, that not tricks really, but just logical things that we do so that we aren't as stimulated. People wear sunglasses. Yeah. Or I have glasses that are darken. Yes. And and so then the lights in the store don't bother me. Um, you can wear earplugs or wear one earplug yeah. so that the the music doesn't doesn't bother you. Yeah. Um, what other things, Paul? I can't think. You're both hired, so yeah. you, we need you both as case managers. <laughs> and and you guys are doing the work of finding the right strategy for the right sign or symptom mm-hmm. to make life a little easier. And that's that's what we try to do. And that's just the suggestion you gave. If people aren't doing the shopping the way you suggested, it makes it easier anyway, whether you have a brain injury or not. Mm-hmm. Instead of wandering all over the darn place, yeah. you start at the milk and then you go. Whatever. Yeah. 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 These I, are all practical strategies. Yes. Seven or eight o'clock in the morning is, in fact, yeah. the quietest time in the store. It is. Um, and whatever reason... A person chooses to try these strategies doesn't really matter. No. They're good strategies. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Miss the crowd. Get the fresh fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go in it going in order around the store and yeah. maybe use the same order every time. Yeah. I do. And so we try to understand some more physical signs and symptoms. We understand that sensitivity to light and sound is a big one. Grocery stores are a trigger for many of our members, many of our members. And we try to understand people's energy levels. Everybody is managing their energy uh, more or less effectively. Yes. But what's a fact for all of us is we only have so much physical energy so much cognitive energy, so much emotional energy. If we use too much of that, there's going to be a cost to us. Yes. Yeah. It's like making withdrawals at the bank. You're going to make deposits. You don't want to go into emotional overdraft. Yes. You don't want to go into cognitive or physical overdraft. Yes. 
that's that flooded feeling that we referred to earlier yeah. and it's an absolute shutdown yeah because uh the bank will give you a little grace with your overdraft yeah your brain not so much not so much so no. we have limits to what we can do yeah yeah i i mean this is so interesting for people listening who have never thought of the brain as anything but something that you that directs directs the body <laughs> mary do you deal with energy crashes um not as much now but in the beginning i certainly did um so before my brain injury um i was working so so i'll, I'll put it in con- time context march 6 2020 was a friday and I worked all day, full-time, as a facilitator counselor with people in addiction, or recovery from addiction, sorry. I, so I finished a regular work week. My life was full. I was actively involved in the care of, of my young grandchildren. Yeah. I volunteered in the community. Yeah. Um, I had a home that I was trying to pay off. <laughs> I had a large, I mean large, vegetable garden. Yes. And I was an artist and a crafter. And then two days later, on March 8, um, 2020, at about 8.30 in the evening, I was being rushed to the hospital by ambulance after falling down a flight of 10 stairs. So... Now I forget. You see, short-term memory. What was your question, Paul? <laughs> I was wondering about your energy levels. Oh, I yeah. So I can tell so, that you, at that time in your life, you were extremely busy. I was. And, and the thing is, um, I was pretty good, I thought, at multitasking. Because, <laughs> you know, I, when you're a mother, you often are multitasking. I'm not sure whether dads do it as much, but mothers, you know, you're listening to the kids tell you about their day at school, and you're getting dinner, and you're wiping somebody's nose, and you just do umpteen things. Yeah. You get food out for the dog. Yeah. All those sorts of things, and you don't even think about it. And so I was doing the same thing when I was going. I initially was going up those 10 stairs. Yeah. I had a, lawn, a basket of laundry in my hands. Yeah. Um, and I, was, I wasn't holding on to the railing. Yeah. I had my um, cell phone. I was holding my cell phone on my shoulder up to my ear talking to my daughter yeah and i lost my balance at the top of the stairs and went down backwards so um that multitasking and that was in the evening yes after a long day of work and i was tired and and so and i thought i was really i didn't really experienced or wasn't aware of the fatigue yeah you know friday night one of the things tired yeah you were multitasking so many things there i would suggest one of the things you were multitasking was automatically managing your energy levels as in you weren't even thinking about them no you had a long list of stuff to do and you were getting it all done Yeah. yeah so your energy levels were kind of in flux and 
I'm not sure how much attention you may have been paying to them. You had a long list of things to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After your injury, do you have to work with your energy differently? Yeah. So your original question, for sure now I do. I get tired at times I can just hit a wall where I'm absolutely exhausted and I can't do any more. And I never, or very rarely, and I won't say never, but I very rarely had that before. Yeah. So I was just used to somewhere the energy came. And and then, of course, I got the comment that you made earlier, Sharon, which is, Oh, you're getting old, Mary, <laughs> you know, because I was 67. So, yeah, I'm getting old. We're all getting older, you know. But it wasn't about old age because with a brain injury, so I, I was having tea with a, with a friend last week, and she said, well, how did you, how did you know the difference? Like, yeah. And I said, because there was a big difference from before that day, March 8th, uh, like March 7th and 6th and then things suddenly changed in my life and so I know it wasn't that I suddenly got 30 years older yeah you know yeah, yeah. I I was the same person yeah but I wasn't yeah and the energy level well and I just didn't I had to really start pacing myself and only picking one or two things to do in a day or three or four besides all the usual ones you yeah, know but yeah. i couldn't do the 50 things that i usually <laughs> did in a day yeah, yeah. darn yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a, a good step for any of us to take is what ex- exactly what mary's just described if we're going to try to do a million things it might be helpful to decide which two or three things are the really important ones. Yeah. What is my best time of day to do those few things? Yeah. So that I can manage my energy and and have other parts of my life I can enjoy too. Okay, and let's take a break on this. Yeah, okay. We'll take a short break. Senior moments with Big and we'll be back in just a minute. The Alzheimer's Society of BC is continuing their series of online webinars. Everyone is encouraged to learn more about dementia and its stark impact on Canadians through their website, alzbc.org. While there, you can also register for their free webinars or watch previous presentations. The next webinar is We All Have a Part to Play, Becoming a Dementia Friend, Wednesday, January 12th from 2 to 3. The Alzheimer's Society of BC, bringing you support and information for dementia at alzbc.org. Drop in once a month for an artful Sunday afternoon and let your creativity soar with Creative Space Sunday at Two Rivers Gallery. Experience a different activity each session with a variety of stations for art making and creative workshops. Come by yourself, with your family, or with friends and join in the fun. It's free for members with a nominal fee for the general public. No registration necessary. For more information on the next Creative Space Sunday, contact Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in the Canada Games Plaza. Forecast from Environment Canada for today's snow. Wind from the south of 20K, gusting to 40. A high of minus 9 with a wind chill to minus 20. Tonight's snow, wind up to 15. A low of minus 12 with a wind chill to minus 18. On Wednesday, periods of snow. Wind from the northwest to 20, gusting to 40. The temperature steady near minus 12 with a wind chill to minus 20. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Seniors Community on 93.1 CFIS-FM. This is Senior Moments. 
And we're back on the air. So welcome back, everybody. And uh, we're going to continue on with Mary's story, uh, how she got to big brain-injured group. So life after the brain injury wasn't at all like my life before the brain injury. And for about a year, I worked on my own recovery, more than a year, a year and a half almost, because I thought, well, I can do it. I had recovered from a lot of things and done it on my own. I Uh had breast cancer. I I had umpteen different medical things, and I'd always done my own recovery. I, at one point in time, I started out as a registered nurse. Uh So I thought, oh, I can heal myself. Yeah. And, um, but, but because of the brain injury and the mental fog and the loss of memory, those kinds of symptoms, I recognized that I couldn't go back to work. And so I tried, and I, I did help myself to, to some extent, but I mean, I had a, a relatively healthy lifestyle. Yes. I ate well, I mm-hmm. was sleeping, I was walking, I was swimming. I added on um, Tai Chi and yoga. Yeah. Uh, even though COVID had started, you know, I was, uh, for the period of some, a lot of it, I've been able to go to my Tai Chi group and my yoga class. Um, but there were some things that I definitely couldn't do, and one of them was I couldn't read. Oh. And... I have been an avid reader yes. prior to the brain injury. Uh, I just couldn't concentrate and understand what I was reading. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking even simple books. I'm not talking technical kinds of things. Yeah. But um, I learned to manage pretty well. I had fractured or broken my wrist, and I had surgery on it, and... and uh, um, anyway, uh, you know, it eventually healed, but my brain wasn't back to where I wanted it to be. And my, um, things like my short and long-term memory were gone, or felt like they were gone, and it wasn't old age. Um, <laughs> my balance was worse than it was prior to the injury, Yeah, to the brain injury. Um and I was still getting confused if there were groups in groups, and that bothered me because I tend to be a, a fairly big people person. Yeah. Um, I had difficulty figuring things out. Problem solving and conceptualizing were two mental cognitive tasks that I wasn't able to do. And the whole energy thing, my energy was so low, I got tired easily, and I was falling asleep during the day, which was not normal for me. Yeah. And I guess what sent me to big, because like I said at the beginning, I knew about it, but I all of these kinds of things, I thought, I don't know how to solve these things. I don't know how to work with them. I don't know whether it's normal. And then when I started feeling down or depressed, I thought, okay, I'm going to big. Yeah. So in August of this year, I walked through the doors of big. And I said, and, you know, I got the usual intake, which was not that big a deal. Like Paul said, they just asked me about why was I there, what had happened to me. Um, 
I was assigned a support person or caseworker, and and after I told my story, I was just accepted. I didn't have to go through any big hoops like yeah, yeah you have to at some agencies. Yes, yes. And so um, I can email my my caseworker. I can ask her for help. I can call her. And uh, she's right there referring me to people or, or uh, because she's new with big. At the beginning, she, she referred me to some, you know, ask somebody else. Or, but now she, we just get along really well. Um, it's so simple and accessible at big. Yeah. And not having to jump through hoops. Yes. And and that's what I really appreciate, and that's why I started volunteering after a while, because I wanted people to know how easy it is to get help when you have a head injury. Yep, and that's why we want wanted to have you on here because big is a secret. Let's talk about something that Mary was doing. I'm, I'm sorry, I got to pull yep. something out of what she said there for sure. Uh, Mary found her way for a long, long time before she ever found the brain injury group. And even having found the brain injury group, it's Mary who's doing the work. Yes. Um, There is, sure, there's someone there she emails with. Yeah. That's my coworker. Um, But that person isn't solving Mary's problems for her. No. And, And it's important that we recognize this. One of the things that Mary did and still does, she mentioned her eating, her sleeping, and her walking. And that's a recipe. Uh, getting healthy diet, getting good rest and sleep, getting a little bit of exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Olympic exercise. Yes. You're yeah. just moving your body. Yeah. That's the recipe for neuroplasticity. Yes. So for changing your brain. Yeah. And that's the work that Mary is doing. She's trying to make positive changes. Um, and th- those choices that she makes around her diet, around her rest, and around her activity levels, those are the choices that support her neuroplasticity. And we neuro, can all do this. Yep, neuroplasticity is something I just heard about two years ago when I was down at a meeting. No, it would be three years ago. And, and you know, I didn't understand, even then I didn't understand that our bra- brain can repair itself. It absolutely can. Yes. There's a... A couple of things it cannot do. Uh, None of us are ever going to grow a new neuron. A neuron are those very specialized cells that live in our brain. We've got a hundred billion of them. We're not going to grow any new ones. But when we damage or lose some of them, the ones we still have can change. They can, they can uh, branch out in different directions. They can form connections with neurons that they were never connected with in the past. They can't do these things if we're not resting and nourishing our body uh, and moving our body or using substances. But when we make positive choices to support neuroplasticity, we can make lots of changes to our brain, positive changes. Mary also touched on some cognitive signs and symptoms. So... We've met Mary. We know a bit about her story. We've talked about some physical signs and symptoms. And then she mentioned some cognitive signs and symptoms. One of these she mentioned was uh, a difficulty reading. And she said, even reading relatively simple works. And I know a few members who have moved through that same process. And this is 
this is another, you know, when you, when we recognize a challenge, I suppose Mary wanted to read more. She used to read. Yeah. And now she wants to again. Yeah. So it's a matter of finding the right tools to do it, to address that piece. Were you able to change your reading and your cognition, Mary? Are, can you read now? Yes. Yeah. Not for long periods because it was um, recommended that I read for like 10 minutes to start off that way. Small steps. And so, but I am reading. I'm reading every day. And I'm reading before bed, too, which then it helps me sleep better because sleep is really important because we get so tired with yes. brain injuries. So, or some of us do anyway. And um, uh, so I'm, I'm reading every day and it's, and it's thrilling. I'm reading a Thompson Highway book oh, right wonderful. now. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So I'll put in a, a thing for him. Yeah. Permanent Astonishment is an amazing book. So, <laughs> He's an amazing writer. Yeah. I can tell from Mary's expression that she loves to read yeah. and yeah. that this is a welcome piece of her life. Yeah. I'll bet you missed it. I did. So did you use strategies to get back to reading or did you just pick up, pick up your favorite novel and make it come back? Well, I tried, I tried s- several books and I couldn't read them. They, I just couldn't follow through. Couldn't they? Couldn't hold my attention. I couldn't follow them. Whereas his book is easier. Yeah. Uh, at least I find it easier. And um, just doing it for short periods was really helpful. And when I wasn't too tired. If I'm too tired, I can't read. But but if I if I'm not too tired, then. Then I'll, uh, I, I read at night and and uh, and enjoy it. Yeah. Is it blurry? Do you get blurry? No, my no. vision's my vision's okay. I've had my eyes checked um, a couple of times since this injury. Yeah. Um, so it's not about vision; it's more about what we call the cognitive or the brain yeah, and, yeah. and the executive functioning. Yeah. Yeah. I just wasn't able to understand and. I, I had trouble concentrating too. Yeah, you know? yeah. Reading is another workout. Yeah, just like the grocery store. Yes, the, you may be sitting still and relaxed, but the cognitive workout of reading, trying to comprehend what you're reading, trying to keep your place and remember the yes. last paragraph and yes. how does that fit with the paragraph you're reading? Right, it's a workout. Yeah, yeah. So reading too much or reading at the wrong time of day or reading something that's not at the right level would be exhausting. Yeah, yeah, really. So one of the things that I really like about Big is they do lots of teaching. So there are a number of courses that are being offered online. And so the first one that we take when we first come in is called Introduction to Brain Injury. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how the brain works and that it can heal and 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 then there's one that follows up on that and that's called toolbox and it's about things that i can do to live better with a brain injury and how i can support my own healing and because my memory short term and long term has been impacted so negatively by the injury i've taken both both of those programs twice now yeah because Every time I take them, I get more out of them. Yeah. 
And so that's really helpful, the repetition. And yeah. just, it helps me increase my understanding. Yeah. Something that I would never have had to do before a brain injury. Yeah. But, but it's been really helpful for me. Yeah. And the staff are so helpful. Like they have really, if you tell them a problem or a challenge you're having, they always have ideas that they can throw out to you to, to try. They don't tell you what to do. They just say, well, you could do this. Yeah. You could, could yeah. do that. Yeah. And then you go and you try it and then you can come back to them. And, yeah. you know, so it's a continuous thing of, like Paul said, it's about we have to do the work. Yeah. You know? And what works for you and doesn't work. work for, yeah. Yes. Not for everybody else. That's right. There's not one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you repeated some work. And this is a good tip for everybody out there. Again, irrespective of brain injury. So maybe there was a time in our lives when we only had to expose ourselves to something once. We got what we needed. Yeah. And we moved on. Yeah. That is not to say that if we did that work again, we wouldn't know it even better. That's right. So repetition, repetition. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with looking at the same material and looking for new things to take out of it. Yeah. It's horrible reading letters that you wrote to your mother when you were 24. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of watching the same movie. It's even worse if she reads it to you. I can't. I start and I go, oh, no, I was that person. Someday my prince will come. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so, you know, and, and some of the things that you were saying are, are are things that I've done just because I feel that if I do repeat, 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 it'll stick in my head deeper and longer, like the Four Agreements. I've, I've read that for five years, mm-hmm. and I read just a little chapter or a few lines every morning just so that I think maybe eventually I'll get it. And that's what repetition does. You you can get a little familiarity by exposing yourself once. And maybe yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. But if you want a deep understanding of something, uh, it, you probably want to revisit that thing. Yeah, I think so. 10,000 hours, if anybody's heard of it. You've got to put a lot of time into a practice. Yeah. The more you do it, the more you remember. And you think about um, the... Uh, the religious leaders in that, 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 you know, study the Bible and the, and the Koran and all those books over and, and over re-read again. And re-read it. Yeah, and yeah. then re-read it. It's the same yeah. material. Yep. Must get boring. Maybe there's another <laughs> lesson in there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so. Now, okay. So Mary came in. She's doing quite well. Um, back volunteering. Mm-hmm. So you're getting things I'm getting back. There. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. Uh, I just, I just want to say, and and what I'm doing. There's this stubborn part of me. I mean, maybe I have a few parts of me that are stubborn, <laughs> but I'm not old, and it's not. This isn't about age. For the no. listeners, Mary is 25. Yes, with <laughs> <laughs> gray, gray hair, but prematurely. I am, but I, I tell people I'm transformed. Yes. So it's not about being old. It's about it's about learning to live with with this body and this brain. Yeah, you know, and adjust and, and adjust, and that's what we have to do throughout our life. And I'd like to change the word deter- to determined, not stubborn. Okay, 
Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always it's a determined. positive word. You're determined, Mary, and you're one of the most determined women I've ever met. <laughs> but it sounds to me like what you're doing is very helpful. Yes. And yes. that you gained, because did you lean, lose a lot of confidence in yourself there for a while? In, in ability, like being able, I think forgetting yeah. stuff would scare the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably the, one of the big frustrations. Yeah, yeah. 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 Writing it down. When somebody, if, if you catch yourself thinking, I'm getting old, or if somebody tells me, tells you, that's mm-hmm. because you're getting old, oh, either I you are that. comparing yourself to a previous self or someone yeah. else is comparing you to a previous yeah. self. It's now. Yeah. Now you are who you are. Yeah. And can do what you can do. And some mm-hmm. tools might help. Yeah. Well, I think so. And, and I think what we're talking about can help a lot of people in, in um, Judy and my age group. You know, we're in the 80s. Yep. And the 80s ladies. Do you remember that song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... But these things are very helpful, and, and I think if you think that you might fit into some of these categories, just walk in and say, hi, uh, where's Paul? Start a conversation <laughs> with, with us, yes, sure, and yeah. we can help people down that road. Now, we've got two minutes left, so yeah. uh, what, would we, what would you like to say to everybody with the COVID and the new year coming and the old year ending? That's a lot to put a bow around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I know I want to say that some brain injuries, not all of them, but some of them are preventable. And mine was preventable. Yes. Like, I pay attention when I go up those up and down those stairs because oh, I still yeah. have them yeah. in my house. And I hold on to the railing. And I'm really careful on the ice outside because I don't want to fall again. God, and, no. And... Uh, um, you know, I use, uh, I have spikes on my boots. Um, yeah. You know, so there are lots of things we can do to prevent falls and injuries, for sure. A lot of accidents are yes. preventable. Yes. The other thing is that, Paul, you sell helmets there. We do. I, and and I, I'll just echo this message. Yeah. Most brain injuries are preventable, and that's mm-hmm. part of the the challenging aspects of these injuries we do sell helmets uh we do share information around preventing injury in community uh we do remind people to take steps um uh, safety checks in their home or perhaps of their baby seat in their vehicle to just make sure they're doing everything they can do to prevent the avoidable injuries many of them are avoidable Yeah, yeah they are and, and I mean, the ice is underneath the snow. Oh, yeah. And so get your helmet on. I have a riding helmet. That would be a good one, eh, to be wearing right now for jumping horses. I could be just wearing that thing on my head right now. <laughs> I met with a person who walked through our doors for the first time today. Oh. Whose route to the brain-injured group was through uh, equestrian. Yes. Yeah. Right? So yeah, for all the horseback riders out there, remember your helmets. Yes, for sure. And uh, have a good Christmas, everyone. We've got to sign off. (laughs) And tune in next week because we'll be here.
Senior Moments. Oops, we're gone. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council calling Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hurd with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Goff Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at cfisfm.ca. Owned and operated by the Prince George Community 